from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. Today is the day we are brought to you today by Built Bar. And they have the best deal going with our promo code at Locked On over at BuiltBar.com and you'll get $10 off of your next order. Today is also the day that we have to get it all down to brass tacks because that's what the Chiefs are doing. The organization is going through that annual change as they try to cut down. Now, granted, this is not as dramatic a cut down from 90 to 53, but this is still a significant cut down. So today we're going to give you our complete review, specialists, offense and defense through all the segments here coming up. A little bit of news. I, I was really happy to see that some of the the players, some of the personnel uh, got some rings the other day. Jeff Allen got one. Uh, you guys can check out his business down there in Texas, uh, Cookie Society. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised by that. I think that's super cool that I can't even remember how many how many games he was actually on the roster or anything, but that's that's dedication from a franchise, right? Absolutely. And he's Ryan Tracy, and I'm Chris Clark. I just want to throw that out there in case you're um, wondering. I don't, I don't know my own name anyway. Yeah, well, you don't know how to spell it when you're tweeting, so no big deal. Right. Uh, okay, so... Yeah, it was really cool that they gave one to Jeff Allen. I really did appreciate that. Um, I don't think he was actually on the active roster. I think he was cut. Maybe he was on the active roster for a game or two. I didn't think he was, but I could be wrong. Either way, I mean, that's that shows the dedication from a franchise that, A, hasn't been there in, in quite a long time, and B, recognizes some of the guys that maybe aren't in the room the day that you do this, and you still recognize like I'm waiting to see, hear from Kendall Fuller. I'm waiting to hear from Reggie Ragland, see how theirs are delivered and that kind of thing. But I am really happy to see that this franchise has really tried to be all encompassing. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at, uh, you know, you're talking about that. You're looking at uh, other people that got them, you know, the, I believe the practice squad players got them as well. Um, I know Timmy Ward did. I saw a picture of his ring being laid out so uh and he was on injured reserve so i would imagine the practice squad guys got a ring which would mean uh your boy jody fortson got one yep and you know and a couple of my friends from years past have have a few of them too um one that was on the active roster um another pal that was on the practice squad at the time for dallas and uh, that's been the tradition through the years i know a lot of things change like the design of the rings and how much stuff they packed onto this one is a good example of that but some things stay the same, that if you're an active member of the roster, whether it's on the practice squad or not, uh, you do get to be considered part of the team and you get you get the bling. Yeah, well, and I would imagine there's probably a limit to who's getting it as opposed to everybody that was on the practice squad throughout the year. Uh, but, you know, Fortson was there the entire year, so I'd imagine he'd get one. And there's going to be several others that would be there as well. Uh, it's just going to be good for the Chiefs. I mean, at this point, you know, you're looking at a situation where, you know, you're giving it to all your, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have. Let me preface with that. You're giving it to all your office staff and all the people in the background that absolutely deserve it. I'm not trying to say they don't. So you would expect that it's going to go to as many people as they think are really deserving and really help them get there. Yeah. And that's all in preparation for what they're about to do in the run it back campaign to start this thing all over with. And that starts today by getting down to who's going to be on this roster, both the practice squad and the active 53, the active game day, all of which can be expanded a little bit as they go back and forth. You heard we talk with uh, Matt Derrick a little bit about that. Um, but right now, before we even go 
to the offense and defense, the specialists are uh, not really much of a question. There's three of them. They're the same three of them that have been there for the last month. Um, no surprises, no concerns, other than um, the only guy that hasn't really performed yet that we haven't seen is Tommy Townsend. Do you have any concern about a new punter? Well, you're going to have a new punter regardless at this point. So I don't think it's without having seen anything, it's really hard to know. Uh, I can't imagine Kansas City would go and make a deal or try to pick somebody up for that position. But, I mean, that's one small possibility that could happen. Um, is that somebody gets released and they decide, hey, this guy would be better than what we have. I'm treating that as a lockdown position in the three of the three. Winchester, Bucker, Townsend, that's three each. Coming up next, after we get back, we're going to look first at the offense and get into all the minutiae. I can really go for some apple almond crisp today, and that's just one of six new flavors from Built Bar. Their bars are covered in 100% chalk, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but they're high in protein and high fiber. They're great for a keto diet, and they come in some examples of, say, the coconut almond, which is 18 grams of protein. Yeah, I've absolutely loved Built Bar. They have a lot of different new flavors that are, they're going to be coming out with, so you be, need to be checking those out. Uh, Cherry Barcia, coconut almond, uh, as Ryan said, cookies and cream. Looks like you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Uh, this will only last for a little bit. So if you're going to go order some Bill Bar, go do that right now. So you get your free cooler. Let us know what you think of the free cooler and what it's like. Send us a picture to the Locked On account if you want to. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at Bill Bar. Well, there are a number of ways that we can start this and it all comes down to scoring points, putting them up. I think... Um, I have a tendency to think that the, the roster is going to be a little bit balanced. Uh, we'll see how it works out for you. But where do you want to start? Well, let's start at uh, the most important position on the field at QB. Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah, is Chad Henney, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, obviously, those two are your guys. Now, I will say, and I want to get into this real quick, because I was curious before we jumped into doing the roster predi- prediction there are changes to the practice squad this year where you can have veterans up to six spots with unlimited NFL experience. So this makes me almost think that you could actually be in a position where you could only keep two QBs and have a Matt Moore on the practice squad. I will even go to the point where I will say you can keep two QBs, you can keep Matt Moore on the practice squad, and you can keep Jordan Tamu on the practice squad because it's 16 deep. That's true. And I'm not saying they wouldn't keep Jordan Tamu. I just wonder if that's maybe not the direction that they decide to go is that they're going to open up another roster spot by keeping more on the practice squad and have him basically be a protected veteran mm-hmm. uh, because you can exactly. do that to up to six players. And I agree with you. So I, I say two and two, uh, maybe you're at two and one uh, being active versus practice squad. But yeah, I, I don't think there's any more than two quarterbacks going into the regular season. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and try to guess how many practice squad players are going to be at what position, but uh, we can't talk about who we think could be there. Okay. But let's go ahead and move on to running back. I think there's going to be four. I just can't see them keeping five. I mean, I suppose it's possible, but. And and are you including Sherm or yes. is that tail? Okay. So you think it's four only. I have five, um, including Sherman, and, and I let, rank them this way CEH, Daryl. Sherm, because he will get a few snaps here and there. And then keeping two backups on the active with Washington and Thompson is where I would go. And I would expect the Elijah McGuire ends up on the practice squad. 
Yep, and I could definitely see that. Uh, my big concern with going with that many running backs, although they seem to do it every year, is you're in a situation this year where you're probably going to need more bodies at offensive line and defensive line. Uh, and without knowing what's going to happen with COVID, although it hasn't been an issue for the NFL so far, uh, you would have to wonder if it's going to become one. So I'm going to go with four for right now, although it will not, will not shock me if Washington ends up on the team. Yep, fair enough. So do you do have Thompson over Washington? I do. Okay. Although, I have that although I will say this, and I agree with you on Elijah McGuire. McGuire, he could end up on the practice squad. Uh, the one thing that I will say about Thompson is you have to wonder, and this is something I kind of said on Twitter the other day, you have to wonder if they basically upgraded uh, getting CEH this year versus Thompson. So if they end up going with only four running backs and they don't think that they're going to keep Thompson, I could, I guess I could kind of understand it, although I liked what he did last year. Yeah. But I think he's very similar to what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gives you. But there, But that gives you opportunity to run a lot of the same types of things for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see Darwin Thompson anywhere near the pass catcher that Ceh is. So I think that limits his availability. I didn't. I'm not saying in all aspects. I completely right, agree. Right. He's not. He's not the. But running wise, and the way he can can juke around and lateral agility and whatnot, I see a lot of similarities there. So that's really what I was meaning in that regard. Fair enough. So you have four. I have five. Moving on to the wide receivers. I think we said the other day, I'm still in the same spot where they're keeping six, in my opinion. Um, the top four, uh, then Pringle at five. And I did, despite my my desire, I went Kemp because I think they need the help on the special teams. I think Fortson will be back on the practice squad. That could easily flip and that could easily change here in a week or two. No, I'm 100% with you. And I think that, it's, uh, that Kemp is going to be that six wide receiver. I think he gives them that opportunity. Um, you know, the bigger thing, and this is part of the reason I brought up the whole practice squad thing earlier, is that if you can protect people, they kept Jody Fortson on the active roster the entire, or sorry, on the practice squad the entire year last year. The Chiefs normally don't do that. They're usually, uh, you know, matriculating people through that that system. So to keep him on the entire time tells me that they really like him and they think he could develop. So it wouldn't shock me if they end up trying to protect him yeah. and don't submit him to waivers. Exactly. That's that's the game changer. Although it's my understanding they have to clear waivers initially on the week one roster. According to Matt, that's after that is when they can protect. So I'm I'm interested to see that. But either way, I agree with you. I think that's the goal. I think Derek Dieter doesn't have a shot at making the 53 man, in my opinion. He's going to be a practice squatter. And I actually think they keep a couple extras in um, Shelton Mosley and uh, Lipscomb just as as fodder guys that could possibly return or guys that could develop. It could be French as well, uh, yeah. but I do think that they're going to have two wide receivers on, the, on that 16-man practice squad, maybe three, uh, depending on where they are at other positions and how many keep, they keep on the active roster at other positions as well. Fair enough. How do you see the offensive line? Oh, we're going to skip tight ends? Uh, go first if you want. I was going to leave them for last. Okay, well, no, I'll go offensive line. I think they're going to have to keep nine. I just I have a hard time believing that they're going to go with eight. Uh, so I'm looking at their starters as Fisher, Osimile, Ryder, uh, Wiley, and Schwartz. And then you're going to have four backups. Uh, obviously, Rimmers is going to be one of them. I think Alec Reddy is another one of them. 
Uh, Rankin, I think, is going to be a guy that is going to be on the pup list, so he's not going to count against the active roster right now. Uh, and then you still have two more. Uh, let's see. Who else? Kilgore, I, I think, will be there. Sorry. Uh, and there's going to be one more, and I'm not exactly sure who it's going to be. I am with you 100% so far, and I have them keeping nine just as you do, and my last guy would be Sanat uh, for uh, a tackle-oriented type guy. Yep, I could say I could see that. My problem, and, and this is where my problem is on really all of these selections, is it's really hard without seeing anything. Yeah. Uh, we're basing, I'm basing my choice of Sanat based on what I saw last year and based on what I've seen in previous years for him because he didn't really play for the Chiefs very much last year. Right. So that's where I'm coming from on that regard. I'm with you. And if if Rankin's healthy, it's him over Sonat, in my opinion. Um, and I think this leaves, obviously, Rankin on the pup, but I think the two practice squatters are going to be Daryl Williams and Yasser Durant. I think they've done enough. Uh, they give you a little bit of call-up ability. And Matt had a good point the other day, and I, and I could see this happening. If they decide to go eight, I think it could be Kilgore that goes to the practice squad to begin with, even though he's the veteran, because like you said, you can protect him. And he needs a little ramp-up time, is my opinion. I would agree with that. And, the, you know, the other thing, so you're obviously saying that uh, Ryan Hunter is gone. Yes. And, which makes a lot of sense, considering what we saw from him last year when he played. But again, that goes back to what I said before. We haven't seen anything. So who knows? Uh, and, and that doubles for Barton, who I think has gotten a little bit of, of second team reps, as I understand, but I just don't think it's enough uh, upside for the future. So those are the two that, that I do think are going to be uh, looking for work. Cool. So I'm at 21. You are at 22. Yes. I have the specialists. Right. I, and I have three tight ends making the, uh, the, the week one, um, you know, with Kaiser being the starter, then Seals Jones and Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey wait, I do that th- backwards? Sorry. Kelsey being the, the third stringer. <laughs> so just flip that. I do see Seals Jones as the second guy, um, unless it's like a, a dedicated short yardage goal line type situation. I, I like the Kaisers come on, but I do still feel that Ricky Seals Jones has a track record in the league of being uh, a pass catching target. So I think he's two. Yep. And I can't disagree with you. I think that uh, those are probably going to be the three tight ends. I think that Yelder is probably. Uh, just out of time and has not been healthy. So I think that's probably a done deal at this point. See, I think he might make the practice squad. So I am approaching uh, balance. I have 25 on offense. You're one behind me, right, at 24? Yep, I am. Okay. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at the flip side and see where we might vary. And Chris is going to have one more defender than I will. I generally, I think in years past, I've had a tendency to go defense heavy. And so maybe that that played into this. I, I don't know. I just ended up feeling like the offensive line in particular drew a little bit over there. And so balance was, again, what I achieved here. But let's start up front on the defensive side, because I think that's the, one of the bigger questions about how you're going to balance it. I have 10 on the defensive line total. How many do you have? I think 10 is probably the right number. Okay. I just think you're going to have to go heavy at, at all the offensive line and defensive line positions. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see a way around it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> you know we're still stuck with guessing at this point. So go ahead. Who's your ten? So uh, I've got Clark Jones, Nadi Oak for as the starters. Um, I think that's pretty pretty straightforward. On the ends, Tano Passino's earned his spot. Taco Charlton's going to be a dedicated pass rusher at least to start with. You're not getting rid of either of them. 
And I think Colin Saunders is definitely a guy that can not only step forward, but he'll be the first off the bench. The question is, with Mike Pinnell suspended, who else can play inside, especially if the Texans want to go run or the Chargers want to come at you with Eckler? One of those things. So I ended up going with the hot name, uh, Sean Wharton, because I don't really have another option. I don't see another guy that can play in there that is really somebody that I think can be a, a tackle's tackle. I, I also think that you could put uh, either Passanio or Charlton. They can both play inside. They both have in the past. And then the last two that I think might round it out because they bring a little bit something different is Mike Dana, who the team seems to be high on and, again, can play a little bit inside, but I wouldn't call him a guy that you can leave at tackle. It'd be very sporadic. Uh, and I think Timon Harris brings a different aspect to the pass rush that you need to keep. So those are my 10. So you're cutting Brilliant Speaks. I am cutting Brilliant. Well, I'm putting him on the practice squad. Okay. Along with Tim Ward. I can see where you're coming from on that. Uh, honestly, I think that Damone Harris has an opportunity to make the roster, but I think he ends up on the practice squad and Speaks is actually the guy that makes it. Uh, I think he can actually pl- come in and play inside and help you a little bit there, uh, at least on passing downs. Even So I think that it's lower going to weight? Huh? Even with his lower weight? At times, I think he can. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to be something that's going to be every single you know passing down or anything like that. I'm just saying that I think that he has the ability to come inside and do it. Uh, you know, but again, haven't seen anything, so we'll have to see. Well, uh, I, I do tackle? think that, huh? Who's your fourth tackle? Uh, Warden. Okay. Yeah i I can't see them going any other direction. I mean, I, they could go. Broxton Hoyt, they could go Lawrence. I just, I really don't see it with those guys. Um, It's just so hard not having any kind of visual of anything right now. Yeah. And my thought is um, in week three, when Mike Pinnell's back, that it's Wharton that goes to the practice squad and they kind of leave the the stack the same, keep 10 D linemen, but just replace Wharton with Pinnell. Yep. Okay. So that leaves, I had Speaks, Ward, Lawrence all making it to the practice squad. Uh, do you feel the same except for Harrison Speaks flipped? That seems like a lot of players on the practice squad, uh, but I could see it. Okay. it just It's it's really going to just depend. If you're keeping 10, I don't know that you keep three on the practice squad. Fair enough. Um, I guess that's really where I'm coming from on that. I ended up with uh, with 15 on the practice squad plus one quarterback, and I couldn't decide if it was one or two, so I just kind of left it there. But uh, we'll, we'll just see what comes along. Um, what do you have for the linebacker group, and do you want to do this as, as a nickel or as a base? I think we need to do it as a base. Okay. Right now, I think they have to keep, I'm going to say five, maybe six. I could see, but man, they just really don't have a ton of depth at linebacker. That's really the problem. Willie Gay, Anthony Hitchens, Ben Neiman, Damian Wilson, and then Dorian O'Daniel would make five. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger problem that you're going to run into, and I think this is really where I'm going to go heavy, is in the back, in the you know safeties and corners. Uh, I think they're going to have to go heavy back there, which I think negates some of what they would use a linebacker for. Yeah, and I, I happen to agree with you. I think those are my five. They're the only five that I had on the roster. Ten defensive linemen. Five linebackers. I have Darius Harris going to the practice squad. Um, and I think that's perfectly fine. I think if he becomes somebody that can play special teams, you could see him maybe bump Dorian O'Daniel eventually. But right now, O'Daniel's special teams play is keeping him on this roster for me. Yep. And that and uh, that's a big question because like we've talked about it. Dorian O'Daniel has to be able to play on the on 
defense, and he really hasn't shown the ability to do that yet. Exactly. So that leaves us uh, with, I have 10 spots left. You have 11. Yep. So where do you want to start, in the middle or on the outside? I'll let you choose. Okay, I'm going to go outside because this is the other spot that has uh, a suspension involved. And this one's the longer one. This is the four-week for Bashad Breeland right now. And so I think this is a, a position, uh, the cornerback group in general is one that I've been concerned about all offseason. But specifically in being able to adapt to the loss of Breland, I think is going to be key to how well they can do in the first quarter of the season. Um, I have them as your three starters being Traverius Ward, Fenton in the nickel, and Sneed on the outside. Now, if they're just in a two-corner set, obviously I, I think it's going to go to the experience and Fenton will be the guy that's out there. But you like those three to start as well? Yep, I do. Okay. We've heard a lot about Antonio Hamilton in the meantime, about him getting reps X, Y, and Z at at outside nickel and at safety. So I, I'm putting him as four as a guy that might be able to do the Kendall forward thing if they need it. And then I took a chance, and I'm actually going to go with Bo Peek. He's making it initially, and then I think he'll be the one that goes down to the practice squad once Bashaw comes back. And I could definitely see that. Uh, I think the keys could make it. Uh, it could be Liver Hill. It's a toss up right now to me. I, I think that both of them have their, you know, their strengths, but I think it's keys. I, I agree with you at this point. I think it's keys to start with at least. And do you think they only go five corners as I have? Yeah, I think that they go five corners. Uh, I, corner and safety can be kind of interchangeable with the way they've been playing things. So, that's really where I've been coming back, trying to figure out where I'm going to go with all of my DBs. Cause that's really what it's going to come down to for me. Yeah. I could I'm, see them keeping all six of the safeties that they have on the roster right now. Well, if we're, I'm going five at corner. So I only have five spots left. Are do you want to go five at corner as well? So you have six spots left. Yep. Okay. So I have Lavert Hill uh, and Lamont's going to the practice squad. So they have two corners on the practice squad is what I'm thinking. Which leaves us five for me, six for you. Who do you have where? Well, obviously, your starters are going to be Matthew and Thornhill if he's healthy. I don't know that he's going to be healthy right now. So the big question is who's going to start next to him. I think it still could be Sorensen, although uh, I don't think that's probably the best position for him in, in the free safety role. So maybe they move Matthew to start off and have Sorensen play strong. Um, if Thornhill's healthy, obviously, it goes back to those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to me, the rest of them, I mean, Sorensen's probably your third safety, but Armani Watts, Tedrick Thompson, and Adrian Colbert are, I think, all have a pretty good chance of making this roster. And the one that, honestly, I could see being gone is Armani Watts. That's exactly how I have it. I have Thornhill, Thompson, Colbert at free, Matthew and Sorensen at strong, and Watts on the practice squad. He will be eligible because of the rules. Yeah, I could see it. I just... It stinks that it's uh, for a player that looked like he had so much potential to drop off as much as uh, it feels like he has at this point. Uh, you know, it's not what you want to see, but wouldn't shock me. No, but I'm going to treat it as a life preserver. I'm I'm not going to get down on Armani Watts. I still like his upside. I feel like the injury really set him back. The new scheme set him uh, behind a little bit more last year. So I'm not going to take going to the practice squad as a huge negative. I think it's kind of a catch up year. And and I think he might be a guy that should he do that and get another, you know, half a season of practice, he might be pushing to the point where they decide to cut Thompson or, or Colbert eventually if he can get caught back up. 
and he's got to be able to stay healthy. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really the, the key with Armani Watts in my mind is if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be fine. But his health has really been an issue over his first couple of seasons in Kansas City. It has. And, and I mean, and he's not alone. Britain speaks it the same way. That's why I ended up putting both of them on the practice squad as a chance to kind of uh, take a breath, get caught back up, uh, replenish not only physically, but mentally uh, the adjustments that they've had to go through with ad- adapting to the Spagnola defense, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think at the end of the day, these are good arguments to have because it means that you have guys that have played in games and Armani Watts has made some plays that if he's going to your practice squad in a year where you get to do um, more stashing of quality talent, I think that only tells you more about the overall talent of the roster. And I'm feeling pretty comfortable with the way these 10 DBs for me, 11 DBs for you are going to stack out. Absolutely. And I think you have to look at the entirety of the roster and and maybe it's six CBs and only five safeties because they have some CBs that can go back and play safety. Uh, Maybe that's the direction they end up going. Maybe it's Levert Hill and they end up with six CBs on the final roster waiting for Breland to come back. Could very well be. I'll be interested to see. And folks, as you hear this, uh, whether it's Thursday night or Friday during the day, these decisions are starting to be made. Players are finding out here very quickly. And by Saturday, I expect the team will probably be a little bit ahead of schedule so they can actually get something done on Saturday. So uh, don't expect to hear, but we'll have reaction for you uh, after the weekend. If anything outrageous happens, we'll do something before that. But it is a holiday weekend, and we hope that you guys can take that and enjoy it take these predictions and, and understand where they're going or what some of the decisions, even if they don't agree what we did, how they might be basing them. So it's uh, it's a good year to be a Chiefs fan. And despite everything that it's been through so far, uh, you are, as we record this, a week away from real football. Yeah, and it's actually a week away, not what it feels like six months away. Yeah, the last six months have felt like six years. So, hey, uh, we thank you guys. And for all of you new listeners, especially that are coming out in droves, welcome. Uh, this run it back is going to be even more challenging than I think getting to the Super Bowl, winning it last year. So a lot of this discussion is going to go on through the season. This is what we do, and we'll give you all the insight that we can as well as our analysis. We thank you for joining us on this ride and coming aboard. Welcome to the hype train. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.